Welcome to Defender of the Realm. I'm your host, Jay, and let's get down to it. Alrighty. Role-playing game time. Now, this is a role-playing game that uh, I've recently started to play. I've watched my daughter play it, and my daughter, uh, Diana, watch her play it for a while. Uh, I played the... This is a sequel to a game that I've uh, also played. Uh, I've enjoyed it a lot. I was actually thinking about talking about both games, but I figured, you know what... This latest edition is such an awesome game. Uh, I'm just really going to pretty much focus on that. I, of course, am talking about the superhero RPG, South Park, The Fractured Butthole. All right, so some people out there are probably saying, really, a South Park game, this is good? Yes, it's really, really good. Now, (laughs) here's the thing. Some of the older, or I shouldn't say older, let's just say people in my age bracket, um... They're probably saying South Park's played out. It's tired. It's old. Uh, yeah, the first couple of seasons were great, but you know this this show has been around for way too long. How is it even relevant anymore? Uh, you know what? And I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I pretty much stopped watching South Park. I mean, I don't even know how many years ago. Um, here's the thing. My daughter, she's 18. We have Netflix, Hulu. We have all that fun stuff. Uh, she started watching South Park, and I actually started watching it with her, uh, watching some of the you know first couple of seasons. And I, you know, I had forgotten how funny that show really was. Uh, add into that, and I'm going to be doing a little bit of a review of this at the end of uh, this podcast. We had recently saw on Broadway the Book of Mormon, which of course was written by Trey Parker, Matt Stone of South Park fame. More on that later. So. Started watching South Park again. Uh, I, you know, like I said, I, yeah, some of those early seasons, they, they were hilarious. Um, you know, Stan, Kyle, Kenny, Cartman, of course, uh, classic characters like Butters, Craig, Tweak, Token. I mean, I had really forgotten that this was a great game. So, of course, my daughter uh, has me go out and she has me get this game, The Fractured Butthole, and uh, they, when they released it, they released it with uh, a free copy of The Stick of Truth, which is actually, you know, The Fractured Butthole is actually a sequel to The Stick of Truth. Uh, both these games play very, very similarly, but like I said, I really want to focus on The Fractured Butthole. So really what The Fractured Butthole is, it takes place a day after the events of The Stick of Truth. You play the new kid. Uh, you just moved to South Park, Colorado. Uh, your parents pretty much have you go out and make some friends. And, of course, you're going to make friends with the kids uh, in the neighborhood, uh, you know, Cartman and all of them. And, really, Cartman Cartman is really sort of like, uh, I don't want to say overlord of this game, but he's really the main focus of this game. Uh, he's, like, he's sort of like the unofficial narrator of this game. Everything kind of runs through Cartman. Uh, and, really... Here's the reason why I really, really love this game. First of all, it's an RPG. You get to customize and develop your character. If you know me, you know this is the stuff I really, really love. I really love doing that. Um, It's something a little different from some other RPGs out there. This is a superhero RPG. Now, here's the thing. Way back when, early 2000s, they came out with a game called X-Men Destiny. And they really kind of build this game as like, look, X-Men Destiny, you get to create your own mutant, okay? Which is something I think that fans of the X-Men or fans of superhero, you know, superhero franchises in general really, really liked. RPG fans really, really liked this idea of actually creating and developing 
your own mutant or hero or what have you. Um, X-Men Destiny fell flat on its face. I mean, it was pretty much doomed from the get-go. I think the concept was really, really good, but it had a very weak story. The graphics were very poor. I mean, you could clearly tell that they were rushing this game to get it out there. It is, you know, buggy as all get-out, glitchy, glitchy galore. I mean, it was just... It was a god-awful game. Like I said, the only really thing... The only thing I really take away from that game was I think they had a really great concept, and I was very disappointed that afterwards none of the other big gaming companies really kind of picked up on this. Like, you have all these great RPGs out there. You know, you have the Elder Scrolls series, you have the Dragon Age series where you really get to create your own hero. Why not do that in the superhero world? You know, um, even if you can't get licensing from DC or Marvel, kind of make up your own. <clears throat> well, I think Trey Parker and Matt Stone said, F it, we're going to do it. And they did. Um, the Fractured Put Hole, very, very basically what it is, like I said, it takes place the day after the events of Stick of Truth. Now, in Stick of Truth, uh, it's an RPG game. It's sword and sorcery type. Uh, it's pretty much based off of the Lord of the Rings, pretty much. Uh, the Stick of Truth sort of subbing in for the Ring of Power. Um and that's the thing, is you sort of create a character out of four classes, and you kind of rise through the ranks, and pretty much by the end of the game, you become the king. Uh, so this game starts off with, you know, another force invading, and uh, you as the king come out to save the day, but all of a sudden Cartman shows up, and he's not the Grand Wizard, as he is in Stick of Truth, no. He is his superhero alter ego, the Coon, which is really sort of his version of Batman. Uh, you know, the Coon has been on the prowl. He detects that something's amiss in South Park, and he wants to uh, assemble his team, Coon and Friends. Um, so pretty much, Carmen just steps in right into the middle, says, you know, we're done playing Stick of Truth now. Uh, it's time to play superheroes. Uh as the new kids, since, you know, you've never played superheroes with these guys, they pretty much kick you out of the game. Um, you know, your parents aren't having it. They want you pretty much to make friends, so they make you pretty much go back to Cartman. Uh, and you pretty much join up. You know, you join up with, with Coon and friends, and uh, the adventure begins. Now, <clears throat> this is why this game is so awesome. Pretty much when you start up, you know, Cartman's very reluctant. He doesn't really want you to play. Uh, then he finally he gives in. And he says, okay, fine. You know, you get to be a hero. Now, here's the thing. Um, there's 10 superhero archetypes. Now, when the game starts off, there's there you're only able to access three. But pretty much by the end of the game, even like midway through the game, you know, you keep unlocking all these different archetypes. There's 10 of them. You could use up to three of them. Um, and really w what it is is, you know, each archetype has uh, a series of attacks, um, you know, melee attacks, range attacks. Of course, there are the magical attacks or fart attacks and, of course, an ultimate attack. Um, so each archetype has, you know, different types of, uh, of attacks and ultimate attacks. So you could select really, I think you, you're able to access all 10 archetypes at some point in the game and you could pretty much mix and match your powers and attacks. Uh, just real quick, um, you know, you could be a speedster, a brutalist, a psychic, uh, a plantmancer, which is like a healer, kind of controls plants. Think, uh, think Layla from Sky High. Um, you know, there's a few more. There's, there's like a cyborg, uh, there's a gadgeteer, there's an assassin, uh, a blaster, which is really energy blaster and you know there's more but you know i think you get the idea this 
is something I've been waiting for to create my own superhero with all these different abilities. Um, you know, brutalists think you know the thing, Hulk, whatnot. Combine that with a speedster. Because you imagine if you you have the strength of say the thing with the speed of Quicksilver or the Flash, you know, and use attacks based like that. <clears throat> you know, using psychic attacks mixed with blasting attacks. Uh, to be a cyborg and also be an assassin. Um, this this is why this game is so awesome. Um, one thing that I didn't think I would enjoy about it is it's a turn-based game. So pretty much, um, you know, you and you could select up to three fellow Kunin pals, Kunin friends, uh, to sort of join you. Uh, as you as you travel around, you travel by yourself. But if you ever run into any trouble and a fight uh, ensues, uh, you and your three uh, superhero pals, you, you pretty much team up. And you control, you know, all four members of your team. Uh, you have to place them on the board. Think some of the early Final Fantasy games where they were turn-based games or go back even further the Dungeons & Dragons games that they used to have on PC where they were turn-based games you had to place your characters you know of course people with ranged attacks or blasting attacks or psychic attacks you can place them in the back people that need close quarter ones you have to move them up um you could actually position yourself certain attacks you could hit up to two or three people if they're lined up correctly um you have attacks that could actually disorient and throw off the opponents that'll actually end up attacking each other uh i mean this is awesome i normally don't like the turn-based rpgs but this game does it well because the attacks and powers you have are a lot of fun um you know, you might have, and again, if you are a fan of the show or you ever watched the show, uh, there's, I believe it's a Brutalist. There's a Brutalist attack, basically, if you ever remember the episode uh, where Cartman would pretty much play Rochambeau with anybody, which is, uh, you know, <laughs> as Cartman would explain it, you know, he's like, all right. I'll kick you in the nuts as hard as I can. And you kick me in the nuts as hard as I can. And whoever's standing is the winner. So basically, that's your power attack is you you kick them in the nuts. Um, you know, it's it's just it's just so much fun. The humor is there. Uh, again, you're going to see all the characters that you remember. Um, you know, Butters is back. Butters as as Professor Chaos um, with his sidekick General Disarray. Um, you know, Token, of course, Token is the Tupperware. He's basically a cyborg ripoff. Um, Jimmy if you remember who Jimmy is, Jimmy is fast pass. Basically, he's a speedster, and I mean, I don't think I really need to explain why. Uh, there's Professor Timmy, of course, because Timmy, as we know, is in his wheelchair, and he's a Professor X ripoff. <laughs> um, look, the story is really a lot of fun. The humor is all there. It has that classic, you know, sort of cardboard cutout uh, animation style that, you know, Trey Parker and Matt Stone are very famous for in their South Park series. And you get to be a superhero. And you get to create and craft your superhero. The other thing that's fun about it is, is when you really, really look at this game, take out all the crude humor, take out Cartman and Kenny and, and, and Stan and Kyle and all that. Really at the heart of it, what it is, is you are simulating something that kids have done really since, you know, the dawn of time. And that's playing pretend. 
you know, yeah, they're doing these attacks, things happen, but if you really think about it, they're playing pretend. They're pretending to be superheroes, which is something my friends and I used to do growing up. So there's that little bit of nostalgia factor of hanging out with your friends and doing stuff like that, where you and a group of friends are one superhero team, and a couple blocks over, you know, some of your other friends get together, and they're an opposing hero team, or a villain team, and you guys would square off and fight, and you would kind of make up characters for yourself, and what sort of powers you would have. Uh, and that's really what that's really what the kids in this game are doing. Um, you know, and really by playing this game, that's what you're doing too. But like I said, you know, the fact that this is a superhero RPG, which is something we just really don't see anymore. I mean, any kind of superhero games they have out there, typically they're 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 based off of movie franchises, you know, and you're playing as Captain America or Thor, you know, the Avengers, what have you, or if you look at some of the Lego games, you know, Lego Batman, and then in, you know, future versions of Lego Batman, you can play as Superman and other members of the Justice League. Yeah, that's fun. But here, you really get to make your own hero. You could give your hero whatever powers, abilities, attacks that you want. You could wear any sort of costume that you want. Uh, there's, you know, different hairstyles and face paint. Um, you know, really, the sky's the limit with this game. I mean, really, the only limit is your imagination. I think that's why this game is really a lot of fun. Um, and that's really, you know... That's really why I recommend this game. I mean, there's great action role-playing games out there. I've talked about them. You know, Skyrim, I'll be talking about Dragon's Dogma. I'm eventually going to get to the Dragon Age series. I mean, they're a lot of fun, to, but this one is just pure escapist fun. The South Park humor is there. Characters that you remember are there. And just and just the fact that you're pretty much, as an adult, through a video game, playing pretend, you know, making up your own superhero and saving the day. I mean, really, what could be more fun than that? So, this game, of course, is a South Park game. It was actually created by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. And like I said a couple of weeks ago, uh, my daughter and I, uh, she's been wanting to see the show for a while. We were a little iffy about it because we heard it's a bit... It's a bit mature, let's just say. I mean, come on, it's the South Park, guys. But we, her and I went to the city, and we saw the Book of Mormon. And pretty much from the time that the Mormon elders come out there and are practicing ringing the doorbell and giving their sales pitch uh, all the way up to the final bows, uh, my daughter and I and just about everybody else in this uh, theater, we could not stop laughing. It was a great show. The songs are great. I mean, it's really, really good when, you know, weeks later you're still kind of humming the songs in your head or, you know, you go on Spotify and you download the album and on your drive you're listening to some of these songs. Um, the story is a very, very good story. Uh, you know, no spoilers or anything, or at least I'll try not to give you any spoilers. But, uh, yes, they poke fun at religion, especially Mormonism. They do. But really, really at the heart of it, what they really show is it's actually a very good lesson in faith, believe it or not. It, it, it really, really is. Uh, it has the humor that, you know, Trey and Matt are famous for. The songs are absolutely... I mean, I totally get why this won uh, a Tony for Best Musical. I mean... I can't really think of any song in the show that I did not enjoy. And, and, and I, you know, like I said, I, I still listen to the soundtrack. I kind of hum along to some of the songs, you know, kind of think about them during the day. 
I mean, it, it was it was just great. Um, look, this is the show that kind of launched the career of Josh Gad. Uh, he played Elder Cunningham. He pretty much originated the role. He went on, you know, to do a lot of other things. Uh, and, and, you know, if you kind of appreciate Josh Gad's sense of humor and, and, and the type of comedy he does, uh, and you do like the South Park humor, you will definitely, definitely like this because they really, they poke fun at just about anything. They do it without, you know... Without abandon, you know, they 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 just turn loose. But like I said, if you really pay attention, at the end, it's actually a very very good lesson about faith. So, two thumbs up, two recommendations here: the fractured butthole, the Book of Mormon. Go out, get it, play it, get some tickets, watch it on Broadway, watch the traveling show if you can, or at least. You know, look for the soundtrack and just listen to some of the songs or, you know, go on YouTube and and, and look up some of the the musical bits because uh, great stuff from top to bottom. And you know what? This is probably one of my shorter uh, episodes, but I had a lot of fun doing it. I had a lot of fun talking about it. I mean, like I said, this is really a great game. And you know what? Not for nothing, pick up Stick of Truth as well because it's a lot of fun too. It's an RPG, like I said. It's kind of a, a takeoff on Lord of the Rings. You'll really enjoy it. It's it's just great stuff, top to bottom. Can't go wrong. All righty, so... I think this is a good place to kind of push pause and start thinking about what we're going to be talking about next week. Uh, just a couple quick plugs here. Don't forget, I am on a, I am on Instagram, Defender of the Realm ninety seven. So just check out the stuff, the content that I put up there. Leave me comments. Uh, you can find me and my buddies Pete, John, and Alan. We are members of the Brothers in Armchairs. Uh, look for our website, www.brothersinarmchairs.com. That is all one word. Uh, it'll link you up to all of our podcasts, including your favorite podcast, Defender of the Realm. This is Jay, and good gaming to you.